This is Mid-Missouri's Total Sports Station. KTGR, and it's time to get big. That was a big-time answer right there. You've got the big show with Andy and Brent serving up sports talk from Mizzou to the pros. And everything in between. Join us now on the KTGR hotline and sound off on today's biggest stories in sports. The big show starts now. You bet it does. Welcome into this Wednesday edition of The Big Show on ESPN 100.5 and 105.1 KTGR, your total sports station in mid-Missouri. Thanks for tuning in online at KTGR.com and on the KTGR app. Sandy Humphrey, Brendan Schaefer, and producer Chris all here. You can join us via call or text at 875-KTGR. Is this finally the day? That Mizzou Hens Hoops gets a conference win. Are we hopeful? Are we cautiously optimistic? What are we today? I mean, have you seen the point spread for this game? I have actually haven't. I've if seen you had the. To guess. Oh, actually, you know what? I have. I have seen it. Okay, Chris, I, I was trying to remember where I saw before it. this conversation. I'm going to find out right now. No, 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 no. Don't look if you haven't seen it. Who's favored and by how many? Um, I'm going to say... Mizzou, Arkansas tonight. I'm going to say Arkansas, two and a half point favorites. They're, it's a great guess. However, favorites? Really? Mizzou is favored by six at my yeah. last oh, okay. check. That's uh, quite that the difference. That's a, that you were way off there, Chris. You're not surprised no, by that him, at all? I was giving him some credit. I said, oh, okay. you're really close. Ten point differential. Mizzou is a favorite tonight at home by a, by a healthy chunk. Not just a possession or two. The six points at my last check. So uh, I guess somebody thinks Mizzou can pick up that first conference win tonight, Andy. Do we think that? Well, we'll get into it at 5.05. As, uh, and you can you can tell us whether you think that, too, at 875-KTGR. Speaking of favorites, 49ers are still a Super Bowl favorite. As the line has made some movement this week, but... It's now right back to where it started at minus two. Should that be the case? Should the 49ers be favored in the Super Bowl over the Chiefs? We'll get into that in a few minutes. We'll talk some Major League Baseball. Are there any available free agents out there? And believe me, there are several out there. Like Free agency in Major League Baseball has been, has been at, going at a snail's pace. Uh, are there any of those free agents that could potentially fit Either the Cardinals or Royals. We'll get into that at 525. And the Blues have, well, snapped the winning streak, unfortunately, after last night. But they now head what? into the all-star break. Yeah, they did. Who they lose to? They lost to Columbus. The Jackets. Yeah, the and it was not 4-3. They're going to win the Stanley Cup. It's fine. They can only win 4-3, to three, but it's all right. Maybe they'll do it next time. Uh, they're off for 10 days now. All-star break is this weekend. So let's give grades for the Blues <laughs> through the coaching change and the, I guess, the spark they've had since then. What's the grade that you give the first half of the Blues season? 425, we'll talk about that. 875-KTGR if you want to call or text us. You can also tweet us at KTGR Big Show and find us on Facebook, too, at facebook.com slash KTGR Big Show. Now the Big Show's Big Deal. Mizzou tonight. Yeah, they're a six-point favorite against Arkansas despite not winning a single conference game to this point. But guess what? Arkansas has only won one. They haven't been all that great either. Mizzou's at home. 
and should have a good chance to get that first conference victory this evening. Tips off at 7.30. Pre-game begins at 7 right here on KTGR. Looks like game time decision for Trent Pierce. Dennis Gates said during his media session yesterday they're still monitoring uh, his illness that kept him out in the South Carolina game on Saturday. Anthony Robinson II was uh, out of that game as well due to a family matter. He should be back available tonight for Mizzou, so we'll see again 7.30 tip from Mizzou from Mizzou Arena. Reportedly, the Tigers uh, have filled out their defensive staff for football. They've gone out and got University of Houston defensive line coach Brian Early, and that's the Big Show's big deal on this 31st day of January 2024, 875-KTGR, if you want to call or text us here. But let's get to some Super Bowl talk, because that's what we do in the entire two weeks between the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl. We milk it like crazy. Should (laughs) the 49ers be favorites? It's not are they favorites because we know they are right now. It's been moving back. Yeah, at least for now. But there's been some movement on on that that point spread. Should it be where it is? Minus two right now for uh, for, um, the the 49ers everywhere I look. Is that fair? I mean, doesn't this feel like a really... Like a coin flip type of deal. Yes. I understand if you want to look at the rest of the the rosters outside the quarterback, take that away from it for a moment. But if you looked at the rest of the rosters, like okay, defensively, both are among the top what three scoring defenses, and we'll see about the health of some of the guys. We know that you lose Omenahu on the Chiefs side of things, but like both defenses, I don't know if pretty close to a draw in my opinion. You could even give the edge to the Forty ers on personnel if you want, because I think the Chiefs. Will be a little more banged up injury wise, but that's pretty close. The skill position players offensively certainly lean 49ers. I don't think anybody would have a question about that. They're better at running back, they're better at wide receiver, tight end. They both have studs. I'd take Kelsey over Kittle, but the depth of their wide receivers and their pass catchers, I'm going to lean toward their weapons, but you're absolutely going to take Mahomes over Brock Purdy in terms of the quarterback conversation. So, you know, both offensive lines, I think, are pretty good. I, I think it's probably fairly even. You, you're going to give some categories to one team. You're going to give some categories to the other team. But how they come up with minus two for the Niners uh, is a little curious to me. I, honestly, I'd have it right down the middle as a pick if I were if I were setting this thing up. But obviously, Vegas has been doing this a lot longer than I have. Uh, but that's kind of where I weigh in on it. Andy, how, how do you kind of see this playing out? With As you said, there was some movement. Yeah. Niners minus two and a half. It went down to one and a half. Now it's back to two. It went down to one, I think, in some places. It was close it to have. being a pick'em uh, yeah. for this, and that's where everybody—that's where all the early money went to try and make it that way for this game. And then it went back to the 49ers. That's kind of what puzzled me. Like, are there really people that said, "Oh my goodness, we have a chance now to get an extra point out of this Niners team," and they flooded it back over to two? Like, was there? A, I guess was there a real effort there from? Niners backers to say, oh, wow, that's a really good chance to uh, to get that uh, back over to where it was. And the total also, I think, moved to where it once was. It dropped from, I think, 48 to about 47 and a half. And now they're, it's basically still around that spot, but it's even dropped to 47 in one spot. Oh, Namesportsbook.com does have it at 47. Um, yeah. We don't name it because they haven't given us the money yet, Andy. So weird how that works out. <laughs> weird. I think, very here's weird. Why I think they don't sponsor us. Here's why. Um, 
they they we we reached out to them and said, "Hey, on namesportsbook.com, are you interested in a partnership?" And they said, "Where are you located?" Oh, the very smack dab of the middle of the state of Missouri. <laughs> well, that's just perfect. That's like our gambler's paradise hey, yeah. where it's super duper legal to do. So, unfortunately, you definitely I think don't have to drive two and a half hours to go and bet somewhere. Like, no matter the direction that you're yeah, going to drive, exactly. you're going to have to do that in a multiple hour trek. I would venture to say that Columbia, Missouri might be the worst city in America to find such a, a, a marketing advertising partnership because a lot of the other states have it legalized and you are smack dab in the middle of a of a of a jurisdiction of legality desert in mid-missouri it's not our fault i mean i don't know and so, does does alaska have sports betting i would think that's okay. probably the worst if, place. if they don't it have it us, then we're having issues your book is a polar bear if alaska's legal before we are so i I, all kidding aside, that's why I kind of use the unnamed sportsbook.com moniker. I guess people could, could like live look up the odds that I look at and figure out what side I'm using. But nevertheless, uh, 47 indeed on the total, Andy. Yeah, I don't know exactly what's happening there. Like th- the rush immediately did seem to be toward the Chiefs, but then does it sort of level out because the folks that, that maybe had an inclination to, to prefer the 49ers said, ah, oh, the money's moving. So I'll wait for it before I, re-. you know, if I'm, if I'm, Dead set on on picking the 49ers, and I can get it at minus one, or maybe a better you know version of the money line, and, and just say to win the game outright. Yeah, you you always want to try to get it at the best number possible. But it's it is curious the little bit of back and forth wavering that it's done. Um, you know, last year I, I'm struggling to remember exactly what what happened last year, but it felt like there were the the fluctuations leading up to the game. It's just such an interesting game because you you do have two weeks, which is unusual compared to every other time that you're thinking about a big NFL matchup, it's typically a week that you know what's going to happen and, and you get to kind of see the fluctuations accordingly. But, like, what should really change? But We've seen these two teams for a full season. We've seen a full postseason now, and we kind of know where they both stand. There will be some injury updates. Um, but I don't, you know, neither quarterback dealing with anything injury-wise. Um, I think the star players on both teams are largely healthy. We talked a little bit with Will Carroll about George Kittle. George Kittle's going to be out there and, and, and effective. It's just, he's George Kittle. I, I think it's kind of, you know what you're going to get. And so it's interesting that there are these sort of fluctuations still. And I'm sure it'll continue. I'm sure it's going to continue for the next, you know, 11 days or whatever it is before Super Bowl Sunday that you're going to see kind of the, the, the back and forth. And Andy, as we like to say here on the big show, the ebb and flow when it comes to the odds on, on the Super Bowl. You like that little callback to the uh, the can't stop saying it. Of, well, it's kind of my favorite phrase at this point. I apologize, but not really. Man. By the way, you can't sports bet in Alaska. So I'd say oh, that's right. probably well, technically in the United States, that's probably the worst place all to right, be. All right, we're going to Ontario. to place a sports bet. Now let me edit that statement then. In, inside the continental U.S., the lower 48, as they say. Okay, all right. That's probably a, more accurate. city in yes. America. Yeah, that's a you know pretty prominent sports city like Columbia, Missouri. Yeah, where you've got such a a, a distance to travel. I'm sure there is a, a larger state in terms of land mass that's going to be the case, but some of those states maybe don't have a a, a big you know sports city like like Mid Missouri, like yeah. Columbia, Missouri, where you've got the Missouri Tigers, uh, the, the the twenty what is it twenty twenty five college football playoff national champions. Like that's it. That's a big kind of oh. a, a draw Whoa. in terms of the sports world. Well, you know. It's it's like it's, yeah. it's on the way. 
You think yeah. Alabama can schedule Missouri as the homecoming game? They've kind of you got that thing coming. You know what that is? In my mammoth. opinion. That's mammoth. It's mammoth. mammoth. I think it's a hot take, but I think it's probably true. I think it's right. probably true if you're honest within your heart of hearts. And so, uh, you know, this is it's a sports mecca, if you will, but we've we've kind of got the it's a it's a dry land. It's a desert in terms of in terms the, uh, of the legalization. Uh, yeah. Surely there's worse it's cities out there. It's a desert that does not have sports betting. Uh, there's sports very, betting yeah, in Iowa. <laughs> Ames is probably worse. Oh, there. Yeah, I think there Iowa is. has yeah. it. Yeah, yeah they, okay. they do. They do. Yeah. No, they, no, every state around Missouri has I it. Look up a map. I gotta find them. And these, no, I mean, these politicians. Illinois got it. Dakota. Oh, don't get me started. Kansas has got Any it. The Dakotas got sports betting. North, well, south. But, but again, Arkansas got city, it. Is there a city in the Dakotas that has that that that, that even you know has on the level of of a mid Missouri, a Columbia, Missouri, in terms of just the the sports appetite here in Columbia? Maybe I'm wrong. But I, I love their bison I, out there. They're NDSU bison. They is, love is them this out there. An updated map. I'm looking at a map here, but I can't tell when this article was. Was published. Why does it say it's legal in the Dakotas? Are we serious? Is it good in the Dakotas too? In person, I Maybe don't, don't see that. I don't. I'm think looking it's at legal, legal in the Dakotas, Dakotas but well, give me the I'm ten seeing... leg on North Dakota State versus Idaho and the KB Dome. Come to, on now, you on have now. to be Three in person. I believe you have to in be in person. person. Yes. but you can't do that. You couldn't go to a. There's not even that in Missouri, right? No. So that's they've got. We're getting beat out by the Dakotas at this point. No offense. I'm sure they're lovely up north, but I. Come on, said now. North. Come on now. Oh, he I'm meant like to Fargo. do that. He meant to Fargo, do that. That was that was intentional. That was yeah. intentional. Oh, Minnesota. Dear. That's where it, you can't do it, Minnesota, and you're you got to go to the southern border in order to find a, uh, a a mobile betting state, being Iowa. And so maybe that's the one, the, the, northern Minnesota. But they could probably go to Canada. Is it legal in Canada? It probably is. I don't know. I don't. I don't keep up on the Canadian rules on things can't maybe, imagine maybe it's should. not legal i mean they probably do have that set up to where they can, to where you can anyway i'm sorry there. for the tangent in the rant but no, no look i know you're right for now florida doesn't have it either that's but it's pending once they get it i don't think, they, I don't so think they've gotten it well why are they I not the first a, well texas doesn't it. have it either i don't believe texas, I mean, what is wrong texas with that texas doesn't have casinos so i mean they're right so that's a good point texas is always gonna but but i mean there are some yeah, Texas, Texas is a good example casinos. where that's that's going to beat out. Yeah, yeah, because you got to go to like the uh, the Louisiana border. That's kind of the way. Well, the, the, the la- port, one of the largest will. casinos in the world is on the Oklahoma Texas border, just right inside oh, yeah. of Texas. So, and that's Drive where past all the Dallas thing. people go. Right? Why didn't I see that? You know, yeah. I think I've been in that casino once, once actually, and it was on a uh, when I, when we had our fraternity, Andy. It was uh, we did the officer retreat. It was down in yes. Dallas. Yeah. And I think it was a case that maybe one of the the fellas in our group was of age, able to go into the the twenty one plus casino, and he kind of told the rest of us youngins, "You guys just hang out here in the lobby. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna. You can think in your mind and try and guess who that might yeah, have been. I'm not gonna yeah, share think, any names on here. Can, yeah. But uh, but that, so I think I may have I got to the lobby as far as the lobby of that large casino there on the border. But long story short, Missouri, get your act together. You know, you know what I'm saying. But uh, we'll we'll continue to ter- talk in terms of unnamed sports books since uh, for right now we're kind of we're landlocked or the island though of 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 can't can't do the sports betting. But anyway, well, again, those this, uh, we'll talk about the spread on the Super Bowl. Nevertheless, we, yeah, we'll do it. I mean, you know, that's because it's all we can do is talk about it in this desolate area of non sports betting. Eight seven five KTGR. Should the Forty ers be favored for this Super Bowl right now? Still. 
two-point favorites. But, I mean, again, kind of referencing, too, the, the over-under for this game. It started around 48. Now it's down to, to 47.5, around even 47, where uh, some yeah. places that we're looking. Yet, the spread is back to the 49ers. Does that mean that people are believing more that the 49ers defense can be a reason why they win by however many points that you know the spread is saying cuz to be quite honest with you I don't know if I share that same belief right did you see what happened yeah, to Bosa we... last time they played in the Super Bowl well look i mean the last couple games right they've they haven't i mean their defense has done what they've needed to do to get back into games but they've had all the starts a, well yeah they just played a game that had a 52 53 point total and it went way over yeah over you know, 70, they, they won the close game, to 70 points. It, and that's a that's an explosive Lions offense that we're talking about. The Packers offense is, you know, they really looked good down the stretch, so we're not gonna gonna act like the Niners should have shut them out or anything. But yeah, they've given up some some notable point totals the last couple of games. With where the Chiefs offense is specifically, though, like let's not act like the Chiefs just poured it on the Ravens. They put up 17 points and then they kind of put it into stall mode and didn't score. So that, I mean, that could be an angle on this where we know the Chiefs defense and how good they've been. We know that the offense has been a little bit more prone to you play the time of possession. Sure, play the ball control. But how many points are you putting up on the board? That hasn't always, you know, 27-21, isn't that the, the score over the Bills? That's a, a moderately high-scoring game for where yeah. the Chiefs have kind of had things. It was lower scoring against the Dolphins. So honestly, I think it says more about the Chiefs defense and Maybe a little bit about their offense and the style that they have played. It's not been an explosive offense for the Kansas City Chiefs. They've gotten the job done. They've done enough. But it hasn't been the type of offense where you're, score, you're putting up points so quickly that the, the, the total can rack up to something in the 50s. Right now, if that's a 47, I think I'm leaning right at 47 as a maximum or under. Like, I could see 27-20. But I think it's probably not that high scoring of a game. And that might be to the Chiefs' benefit, honestly. And and the underdog and the under is typically correlated. But I don't view the Chiefs as an underdog, even though they're a plus two right now. I really I think it's kind of more of an even Steven with the notion of could see a lower scoring game despite these two offenses and, and how you know you have Mahomes versus a I'm not gonna say Purdy, but versus a Niners offense that's done a lot of scoring. I actually do think it could be the defenses, Andy. You could see some ball control. And again, that it's going to come down to red zone efficiency, whether this sees 47 or above. Well, again, I just thought it was interesting because you think that's, you know, the the way that the Chiefs more likely can win is with a low-scoring game. So the total went down, but the spread still went back to where it was. And that's kind of what I found interesting a little bit about yeah. it. You know, because if the 49ers are more likely to win this game, they're probably more likely to do it in a 28-24, a... 30 to 27, something like that, I would think. I mean, they won 34-31. Right, the the Chiefs Chiefs could keep that score low, right? Yeah, Yeah. they'd probably prefer to keep it that way with how their defense has been playing. And, I mean, their offense, yes, has been opportunistic and and able to get what they need, but not necessarily pour it on. So I just found that interesting. You know, okay, so if that's really how you feel about the total, then why isn't it how you feel about the point spread? I just really do think this needs to be a pick em, Brendan. I can't say the Chiefs are definitively better than the 49ers, and I can't say definitively that the 49ers are better than the Chiefs. So make the game a pick em. That's kind of where I'm at. You know what, though? I think the sports books and the way that they're setting this thing up, they might think that the Niners have the de facto edge. 
I'm looking at, uh, I'm not going to name the app, but it's an app where you can kind of look and see where people have put their money, how many bets have been placed, how much money has gone down on it, and kind of compare the two. When it comes to the point spread, the Chiefs are getting 69% of the total bets, but almost 75% of the money has gone on the Chiefs. So you kind of call that sharper money, or at least people that are more willing to bet higher amounts on their individual bets are even leaning toward Kansas City. So that's a pretty overwhelming you know, edge toward Kansas City, and yet we haven't seen it come down to a pick So sometimes you might have the sportsbooks say, yeah, we're kind of sticking to what we believe as far as, yeah, we might be a little overweight on the Chiefs. We might need the Niners to win this Super Bowl to not lose on the game, but at the same time, they maybe believe that the Niners have an edge. It's also interesting, uh, only 49% of the total bets wagered, and this is just according to one app for, for users that log their information on this app, 49% of bets have gone on the under- but 69% of the money has gone on the under. So some very large bets being placed on, on under, under, which yes. kind of which kind of either tells you, Andy, that there's sharp bettors that know what they're talking about, so they bet more, or it's just people that are you know going crazy because it's the Super Bowl and they want to throw down on something. But typically you wouldn't see, like the person that just recklessly wants to go nuts and bet big on the Super Bowl, they're going to really bet the under? No, because unders aren't fun to root for. So I kind of think it tends to be, Maybe there's an edge to the to the under on on the Super Bowl in terms of uh, at least the way the sharp betting money is kind of seeing it play out so far. It's very interesting how this could fluctuate over the next week and a half. Eight seven five KTGR. Should the 49ers be favorites in the Super Bowl over the Chiefs? Let's get the Zoo Tiger here on the KTGR hotline now. Zoo Tiger, what you got? Hey guys, hey, I just wanted to share an interesting betting. I know Missouri, we can't do it. I know Andy, that sucks, but we'll get there. But cool. Uh, Chiefs five-team parlay hit. I had Patrick Mahomes over 222 passing yards, which normally he gets. But they had played so – they ran so much. Yeah. And they're, they're, they were down. Well, he was at 211 yards going into that third down and nine. And I'm oh, sitting here just – At the end of the game, I'm like, oh, thank God they actually aren't running very well because the third and nine forced them to throw. Yeah. And then he wow. this one to MVS. MVS. And I, I mean, the, watching that catch come in, I was feeling it like milliseconds. Like, if I get this catch, I, I cover and I hit a, you know, I think I made like 500 bucks on this. Hey, you know? man. So, yeah, it's so a big I was win. like, oh, my gosh. And that's what's fun about sports day. And I've never been into sports props. I used to play poker. And now, like, everybody's into these player props. I'm kind of behind on it, but. Oh, well, you hit a couple of them, and it gets really fun. So, yeah, Missouri needs to get get in gear. Yeah, get the, get in shape, honestly. Appreciate the call, Zoo Tiger, here on the Big Show KTGR. And, look, we believe that Zoo Tiger made the bet in, you know, either Illinois or Kansas. A jurisdiction, yes. No, no, we we believe you, Zoo Tiger. He, he's he got a he's got a driving gig that on I-70, he's going yeah, every which way. Right. And, uh, of course, be responsible when you're doing things like this, right? Because it's, you know, can be very yes. difficult to yeah. win. But everybody, you know, do that responsibly, of course. Um, but, yeah, it is it is something that can be, you know, can be interesting in that specific Mahomes play. It's even funnier that it went to Marquez Valdez-Scantling, isn't it? Because if I, let's just say I had a parlay on something like that where I needed Marquez Valdez-Scantling to catch a ball toward the end of a game, and I see the ball in the air like a rainbow lollipop, and I go, oh, my gosh, who's on the other end of that? It's MVS. Oh, dear. I would be, I would just rip up that ticket, probably. Wow, the ball's in midair, yeah. (laughs) Balls in midair. And MVS, to his credit, comes down with it and gets to kind of be the, 
you know, the hero of that moment to say, hey, I, I put this game on ice and we're going back to the Super Bowl. Uh, pretty cool for him. Pretty cool for the and, Chiefs, and, and of course for the guy that had the parlay. Yeah, and I made Zoo Tiger five hundred bucks. Exactly. Yeah, that's probably catch. what right. that's what he was thinking about. Well. I'll bet he was thinking yeah. about that. So uh, did you so see? By the way, um, speaking of MVS, after the game, he tweeted, and I guess I guess in producer Chris, this is kind of your jurisdiction. The Chiefs are really leaning into the um, who's the guy in the wolf mask that talk about Chiefs aholic. Chiefs aholic. They're they are apparently leaning into it because. The Ravens Arena, their stadium is known as M&T Bank Stadium. Yes, M&T Bank Stadium. Ah! So, it, apparently, rumor has it in the in the locker room. There was some talk about, you know, where you know, wear all black because you're you're going to the right, bank and yeah. you're going to rob the the Ravens of their chance to go to the Super Bowl. But MBS just posted on Twitter uh, a couple of pictures of the guy in the wolf costume, and in the caption simply said "at the bank," and that was after. Uh, after the Chiefs won the game, so they are leaning into fire. it, and I, I hate like that. to think that I hate to think because that is not great behavior that no. that guy exhibited, not no, great judgment not. that that guy exhibited. Isn't he still on the run too? Didn't he get out? He may be on the run. They may have found him, Andy, but nevertheless, um, not great judgment he exhibited to kind of put himself in that situation no. last year. And the Chiefs are kind of using it as a bit of a rallying cry. So the part I hate about it is that guy probably is getting some satisfaction from it because now the Chiefs are are acknowledging and recognizing him, and it, and word probably gets back to him wherever he is in his bunker these days. But uh, you know, so don't feel great about kind of glorifying that. But you can admit it's a, a little bit funny, a little a little bit comical, Just a little bit that I the mean... Chiefs are kind of leaning into it. Into the it's whole kind of they... a story out of a whole. I'm pretty sure there's a thing. I think ESPN made a documentary about this guy too. Somebody might like, have made. Somebody yeah. might be working on a mini documentary of some sort. I'm I, pretty I sure it came out. I don't know for sure. If it's, uh, I don't know if it's a thirty, 30 for 30. thirty. I don't think it's under that umbrella. Thirty, but uh, thirty to life. The story of Chiefs <laughs> story. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I don't know if they called it that, but they should have. If they didn't, they uh, should yeah. have. Yeah. ESPN's thirty to life. Man, uh, imagine. Should the 49ers be favored in the Super Bowl? Uh, or should the Chiefs get more love? Eight seven five KTGR. Give us your thoughts. Uh, we'll talk more about that. Give us your uh, your Chiefs holic takes, I suppose, and uh, your Blues takes too. Heading into the All Star break and on a hot streak. They did snap the win streak last night, but feeling pretty good with their position. What grade did you give the Blues at the moment? We'll talk about that next on the Big Show. You are listening to the Big Show podcast on KTGR.com. So it's still 49ers minus two, or at least it's back to 49ers minus two. After we saw some movement from that Super Bowl betting line over the last few days or so after it first came out, should the Chiefs be like a tiny favored? little roller coaster? Just like a tiny little coaster. It's like just, a little bit up, a little small, bit down. like, you know, nothing little, crazy. Yeah. Keep it interesting. We're not getting to the big death drop yet. We're just, know you know. Coming around the uh, the old bend here with the you know just the smaller ones that you see the, at the two Missouri point State drop Fair, right well sure but the two point drop should be to even and just pick a winner in this Super Bowl because I think these teams are evenly matched and as a result if I found myself a jurisdiction I'm kind of looking at that plus two going huh I could lose Thank by very last much. second field goal twenty four twenty three and maybe I still win the bet but also I just think if you're if you're doing that and you're rooting for the Chiefs you might as well just say they're going to win the game because. You'll feel kind of icky if you won your bet, but they well, lost the game. Right? Or a Chiefs fan? I don't know. I don't. The, the the two point spread as an underdog is a, is a tricky little beast. Don't you That's think? That's when for you that go reason? Chiefs money line, right? Money line. 
and it, and it's probably still about even odds, or maybe you know, give or take. I guess I could could look on a, it's plus one hundred five right now. So yeah, you get a little bit of yeah, a little, 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 little bump, nickel bonus, right? little bump, little yeah. extra b- bonus there for the money line. Come on, by all means, right. keep treating them like underdogs. Come on. I no, think it's, it's funny. Continue. I think it's, I could, it's very four funny. Points, I was so confident in that against the Ravens. I'm like, four-point underdogs, you got to be kidding me. you got to be kidding me after what they did to the Bills. Come on. And they're they're going to try it again. They're going to try it again, Andy. They're I do think the, try their darn the 49ers, just the 49ers are a little bit better. They're better than the Ravens, but I don't think they're. I don't know if they're better than the Chiefs. I don't know if they're better than the I don't even Patrick think they're better Mahomes. than the Ravens, TBH. You don't think? No. Come on. The Ravens. I feel like Ravens we, are, the Ravens are a good team. I feel yeah. like we conclusively found out which team was better when they played each other on Monday Night Football. Well, that's kind of a good point. That's kind of fair. But when when all the marbles are on, you know, when it's, oh, when it's true, when it's when it's they, they go and get tough, right? The tough got to get going. The Niners, I mean, even in that game, scored nineteen points. That that's the thing that's going to be interesting for the Chiefs. Like you look at this win over the Ravens, you score seventeen. The Niners are not going to stay off the scoreboard. What's like, like, is there a way they score below 20? Because I'm saying I see it as very unlikely that you're going to keep the Niners below 20. If you can keep them to 17, that'd be amazing. But I think if you're the Chiefs, you say, hold them to 20, let's get 23, let's get out of here with a win. That's kind of, I think that's the mindset for the Chiefs. Unless they suddenly revert back to being this explosive offense that, they haven't been as much this year because they haven't had the number of like it's hard to get a guy down open down the field when you know who the eligible people are to make a big play. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's Rasheed Rice, it's Kelsey, it's Pacheco, and then you know yeah I know MVS just had the catch last week, but that's kind of a rarity. It doesn't work out that. So, I mean, you're right. It, holding them to twenty would be quite the accomplishment if you take out. The game, the last game of the season they played against the Rams, where nobody was in, and that Ravens game, where the Ravens had a really great defensive game plan, I thought, and Brock Purdy threw four picks. And it, was, it was just one of those games. Other than that, they've scored at least twenty-seven points every single game in the regular season, and yep. and in the playoffs, what was it, twenty-four against the the Packers, and thirty-four this last time out. Yeah, that's tough, tough, but. They have not faced this Chiefs defense. That's true. I mean, That's fair. It was against the Lions last week. Lions poor against the pass. Also, the Packers poor against the pass. Chiefs are great against the pass. Like it's time to time to be ready for some exotic blitz packages from Steve Spagnolo. Oh. And he's cooking them up for two weeks in a row. He's cooking them up. Get it's ready for Legarius Sneed. Get ready Trent for McDuffie. Trent McDuffie in your like, grill, Brock right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he could. Yeah, he's he's ready to rush on uh, on a blitz, on a disguised blitz. Get ready for it. Eight seven five KTGR. Call or text us. Yeah, I like Chiefs twenty one. To be quite honest with you, at least right now. Okay. So if that spread you, stays where it what's is, what's going to change? Yeah. I guess injuries could change it. Injuries could. But hey, if the Chiefs, I mean, I don't know what the whether they're factoring factoring in Joe Tooney's injury or not. But if he can't yeah. go, then maybe there's a bump even more towards yeah, the 49ers all, side and you get even more value. I mean, it, we'll see. Uh, all right. Blues are off until next Saturday. Yeah, next Saturday. Uh, Ten days off as they enter into the All-Star break. And right now, 
in a three-way tie for that for both wild card spots essentially in the Western Conference. Three teams tied at 54. Two are in right now. One is being left out via a tiebreaker. They'll sort themselves out, of course, in the end. But the Blues have somehow propelled themselves back into this conversation over the last month. So with that, and the coaching change factored in, and what this year we thought could be, and now where it really is at the moment, at the essentially halfway point, a little bit past, what's the grade for the St. Louis Blues as they head into the All-Star break? Oh, my gosh. What a complicated question. It's very right now, what are they? They're at fifty-four points, which 54. is a, a three-way tie for seventh. And so, two yeah. of those three in a playoff spot. I don't know. The tiebreakers don't really care. I think There's the Blues are in if it ended today, okay. but again, doesn't matter. Just... A lot of games to be played. The ninth-place team has the same amount of points as you in the the seven, eight, nine range. And so, you've done that with a coaching change. You've got an interim coach right now. You've gotten hotter after the change. They're six three and one over the last ten, just to give you the general idea. I mean, we didn't think the Blues necessarily like this is about where we thought they'd be, honestly. Fringe to make the playoffs. Yeah. We said they need to, but we both kind of said, eh, we don't think they will. And that's honestly where they were before the coaching change. Before they fired Craig Berube, they were a couple points out, but they were also like a handful of points from being one of the bottom three teams in the conference. So that's about right where I thought they would be, so it's hard to grade them too harshly on that. But now that they've changed coaches, and I, I didn't think that Ruby was the problem, but the, the results do speak for themselves. Now that the coaching change has sort of lit a spark under this team, I almost, I'm willing to be a little bit favorable and kind of go like C+, plus, but I want to see you finish it. Because if this Blues team, and, and the way that they're constructed, and knowing that they'll probably still trade a veteran piece or two off at the deadline to kind of look ahead to the future because they don't really feel like they're a contender this year, even if they do make the playoffs, you squeak in. I don't know that they're necessarily going to mortgage the future for the now because the now is, you know, kind of tenuous. But if they get in, like, I would be very generous in, in offering up like a B or maybe even like a B plus if they can just squeak into the playoffs. But for right now, it's you're, you're on that borderline. I'm going to give them like a C plus because... It's unfortunate that you had to play so badly that you got the, the Stanley Cup winning coach fired. I think that deserves kind of a demerit on your grade. But they are in the mix. And, and for a team that we kind of thought would be in the mix but would ultimately fall short, they haven't fallen short yet. So I, I'm kind of give, I'm kind of giving them that. I'm going to go see plus, which may be too favorable. But they're relevant again. And that's maybe not something that we thought would be the case a number of weeks ago. Well, again, uh, you kind of touched on it. But if you're... If you're missing the playoffs after this kind of surge that you had, if that tapers off and you don't continue this success that you've had to get you back into the conversation, then it probably does confirm a lot of what, you know, a lot of our perception of this, that it's not Craig Berube's fault. There's a whole lot more that needs to get fixed and if you're not making the playoffs in this uh, scenario. So, I mean... It, if you are to, to to make it, and look, it would be sneaking in because you're not getting one of those top three spots in the division. You are way far away from that. Seems the only logical place for you to go is one of those two wild card spots, which means you're going up against a division winner for the first round of the playoffs. So, I mean, you can't expect a whole lot even if you get there. But that being said, getting there through a coaching change – Finding that spark, the the players themselves, 
making a case of why they need to stay on this team, I think is uh, it could be positive going forward. So right now I'll say uh, I'll be a little more generous and say C, but you're right. There's there's room for improvement. There's ways to solidify that, and if they make the playoffs and maybe even give a scare to uh, their first round opponent, whoever it may be, you're looking at possibly a B and and some hope maybe for the future. Yeah, I would certainly. And again, I guess it would matter. Like, you win a playoff game, that really helps. Just to, to show you can yeah. win one, because you are going to be playing against one of the top dogs. And right now it's the Avs and the Canucks leading the respective divisions. Um, the Stars and the Jets are still in the mix in the Central. You know, kind of wait to, to see how that all shakes out, of course. But I do think, like, with what you touched on, the roster is what it is. I think we we grade this on a curve, recognizing that it doesn't... You don't have the most robust squad coming into the year, and the fact that you're kind of hanging in the mix, it's not like we should be moving mountains to give them credit, but at the same time, I, I think the deficiency was almost discovered last year, and it was a case of like, okay, let us use all these draft picks that we accumulated by trading away O'Reilly and a couple other guys, uh, Tarasenko, the, it, it, and obviously having a good pick for finishing low in the standings last year. Let's let these kind of marinate as these guys, I mean, you got guys like Snuggerud who's still playing in college from Minnesota, but some of these guys, like him and Dvorsky, supposedly you might be able to see within the next year or so actually be NHL caliber contributors. And so, like, we kind of know with where they're at that it's a little bit of ways off, but always if you can be a little bit ahead of schedule. Nobody wanted it to be a rebuild in the first place, but you lost a lot of games last year, and so it kind of happened. But if you can take the next year and say, hey, we're already back at least in the mix, we made a playoff series, maybe you win a game or two, make make life a little difficult on one of those divisional winners and that, I think, can inspire a lot of confidence, and it can keep the fan base interested as well. I think that's a huge thing for the Blues because it's in St. Louis, it's more of a, you know, it's kind of a niche interest. And, like, how many of our listeners right now are locked in, living and dying with everything that's related to the St. Louis Blues? Maybe more so when they're in the mix, Andy, but when they're not, that's a hard thing to sort of maintain. And I think Blues ownership in front office knows that and realizes that hey, you don't necessarily get this long runway to turn it around. I think that's maybe part of why Doug Armstrong made the move when he did, to say, hey, we we think there's more in the tank here. We might not have a perfect roster, but we're not getting the most out of the one that we have. So it's time to kind of shake things up. And to Bannister's credit, man, he's been able to kind of steady the ship. 875-KTGR, what grade would you give the Blues at the midway point of the season? A little bit past, but it's the all-star break, so we call it that. Old Jay here on the KTGR hotline real quick. Old Jay, what you got? Okay, B minus to the players, D minus for the uh, upper management. Ooh. And that was B for boy, B is in boy for the players, D is in dog, because that's what he is. Doug Armstrong needs to be gone. Oh. He's Ooh. the reason why they are where they they're five years removed from a Stanley Cup final win, and they're rebuilding again. I mean, how many more chances is this guy gonna get? If the Blues were smart, they'd fire Armstrong, they'd trade Bennington, and just go full-on rebuild with a new coach, new GM, everything. And what really stinks for the Blues is this break is happening at the absolute worst time because they're playing some really good hockey, and now they're going to be offered. So it stinks. But Armstrong's got to go. I'm sorry. He's just got to go. Man, appreciate the call, OJ, here on the big show, KTGR. Interesting. He's taking a lot of heat. I will say that. I don't know if he should go. I've I've kind of been teetering along that line, though, of should he or shouldn't he? I mean, 
close. I mean, when he fired Barubi, I said he was sort of making him the scapegoat for yeah. what had happened and for what Army had kind of built, right? It was a lack of his roster building, I think, that led him to that point. But that being said, Army's going, look, I'm coaching... I'm I'm managing here from my job and, and understanding that I'm the head of this organization. It doesn't look right to me, and so I'm making a change because I'm not, you know, we could say it's my roster and it's my roster's fault, but my roster isn't this bad. And so that was his mindset, and he made the change, and now it's looking like they're going to at least be able to, to kind of go pole to pole and, and give it a shot to make the playoffs with that roster. I think it does sort of, you hate to judge anything on what an interim coach does in terms of, making a large decision like firing the GM. But if they don't make the playoffs, then I think you could look at it, like Andy said, and say, look, yeah, the roster, not up to snuff, even with the, the, the coaching firing boost. And so maybe then you decide to make some changes. Wouldn't trade Bennington, though. I think Bennington has the capability of getting so hot that he can still be the type of goaltender that carries you through a playoff series or multiple playoff series. And that's maybe kind of a rare thing to find. He's a little temperamental, but I still think the upside of him is tremendous. When he's on, he can carry you even if you have a subpar roster. Sneak into the playoffs with Bennington, that's a good recipe. So I'd keep Benner, but I understand old Jay's frustrations. I do. Give us your grades for the Blues at the All-Star break, 875-KTGR. We've got a live local sports center coming up under the bus, kind of confirming what we sort of thought. Between the whole Justin Tucker and Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes spat. It's next after this live local sports center. You're listening to the Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. It's time to go under the bus on the Big Show. Well, Travis Kelsey on his podcast recently this week, he kind of confirmed what we sort of thought that whole deal was with Justin Tucker. He was just messing with him. Seems yeah, Tucker was kind of poking the bear a little bit. Right? I thought that had to be the case. The guy knows not. I mean, come on, you're on the other side of the field. That's not where you're supposed to be. Yes, you're a specialist, so you're kind of allowed to be there. But if you're impeding the progress of somebody else, you're a veteran, Justin Tucker. You know that. And yeah. so my only explanation was that he kind of did it on purpose to try to get under their skin. I think he did it in a lighthearted way, Andy. But, uh, yeah, that was interesting to hear Travis kind of talk about, didn't you think? Yeah, he called him a call. Justin Tucker, a bleeping bleep, but, uh, you know. <laughs> Which sounds worse than it actually was. Like, go, So it go seems find that Justin clip. Tucker did kind of get under his skin at least a little bit. He, he did call him a bleeping bleep, didn't he? Yeah, but that... Under the bus. When you say bleeping bleep, that could be anything. It could be anything. It, it didn't sound that bad. He sounded lighthearted describing it, but right, I think yeah. it was just one of those, like, hey, you know what you're doing. That's not the way we're going to operate. We're not really in the time for happy fun mode of you're giving us a little trouble. Yeah. We're going to treat it like war and go out and win the game. And, and that's the mentality that has the Chiefs where they are, so I can't argue with it. Also under the bus to Aaron Rodgers. This does not surprise me at all. What happened? Reports coming out about his relationship with Zach Wilson. What's wrong with it? It's that? probably really good. It's a strong relationship, right? Uh, nope. It's not. Why would wrong? Uh, After Aaron Rodgers' injury, uh, Zach Wilson, of course, taking over as starter. And Zach Wilson was kind of given the reassurance of, like, look, he can learn under this guy. And uh, even if you end up being the guy and he gets hurt, you can still have an open line of communication with Aaron Rodgers on on anything you need help with, things like that. Well, according to The Athletic today, that apparently was not the case. Uh, Well-sourced article uh, saying that, look, that Zach Wilson – had almost little to no communication with Aaron Rodgers, even though he <laughs> sought it out at times. 
Oh no! And uh, you hey, know when uh, Happy Birthday, Big Man. You know when Zach Wilson was kind of refusing to come back as the starter yeah. that one point, and Aaron Rodgers was one of the guys that tried to go over and and convince him, and it didn't necessarily work. Like, yeah, that's kind of why it didn't necessarily work because those two they weren't really under the bus. It doesn't surprise me. Aaron Rodgers ghosted him in that. Just went to California and just said, ah, no. It's so funny, too, and, like, now he talks all nice about Jordan Love, and Jordan Love won't say a negative word about him. In 20 years, maybe Jordan Love can be honest about it. I bet it was kind of uncomfortable to be behind Rodgers when they were in Green Bay. Yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll see what, what happens there. And I think that uh, I'll save uh, one of the other under-the-bus moments for the top five of five, but I, I have an MLB owner that I really am glad is not an MLB owner anymore at least it's looking okay that way. so there, there's a tease for for i like the, the top five i like the deep tease from the end and of i the like bus. you talking about the top five at five because i thought it was my turn today and i don't think that's true the more i think about it, it I think you, go. you thought it was you today and then uh, i do that sometimes i gear up i'm like let's prepare a really good top five and then we get ready to go and it's like oh it's andy's turn i just wasted a bunch of time so yeah <laughs> all right a little, little behind the scenes i guess you're off the behind hook. the curtain i guess so It's time for the sweetest thing in sports on The Big Show. Sweetest thing is with our friends at the Candy Factory. Two weeks from today is Valentine's Day. Be ready for it. Get those chocolate-covered strawberries at the Candy Factory in downtown Columbia online at thecandyfactoryonline.com. Have you seen some of the videos from the Senior Bowl practices this week? My goodness, Darius Robinson is killing it. Chris Abrams' drain is killing it. Did you see the clip from Cody Schrader today? Oh, I saw the Absolutely clip Absolutely stutter from Cody step today. this sorry-ass linebacker from wherever <laughs> he's from. Oh, man, uh, out of his shoes. Love I'm it. telling you what, Cody Schrader's getting drafted. The hype is going to be so. enough that I'm putting it out there into the universe. He's going to get his shot, and he should. And fantasy football apps like Sleeper, don't have him even listed on the platform yet. They better get going because yeah. I'm drafting him everywhere, baby. Oh, yeah. I'm hyped for Cody Schrader That's showing cool. out at the Senior Bowl. Come on. And Darius Robinson, by the way, everybody there is saying that dude's going to be a first-rounder. He's going to be a Everybody there. And his right straw is already being look. mocked as a first-rounder before the Senior Bowl. Oh, I bet they get multiple firsts. I, Mizzou is going to come away yeah. from that NFL draft looking really good. Oh, yeah. It's going to look really good for Eli Drinkwitz, w- what happens over those couple few days. Can't wait. Can't wait for the Senior Bowl this weekend. See those guys uh, show out in the actual game, too. Up next, who you got? Mizzou or Arkansas in men's hoops tonight. And the Tigers finally get that first conference win. We'll talk about it at 5.05. Are there any available MLB free agents out there that can fit either the Cardinals or the Royals? We'll talk about that at 525 on the big show.